0: We're live! For today's maxi challenge, we'll be talking suicide threats off of the ledge. And on the runway, we want to see your best gallows extravaganza. Is that a red dot on your forehead, Michelle? Uh, That was something I thought of while I was jogging. Keep that in if you want.
1: I am going to keep that in. That's going to start the episode. And my response to that is we've canceled, canceled, canceled and canceled canceled cancel culture what's next
0: oh can i tell you about the article that's going to be like published in harper's magazine please okay so today on twitter and i don't know if it happened today but it's when i saw it so it's when it happened okay yes it is harper's so there's an open letter that's addressed to like justice and open debate Um, But it was signed by the likes of J.K. Rowling and Noam Chomsky and Margaret Atwood um, who are putting it on paper that they think cancel culture needs to be canceled because um, if you're rich, it gets annoying when people who aren't rich tell you what you can and can't say.
1: I think you summed it up pretty well.
0: It's, um, It's basically just like Transphob apology uh, um and just because it's all people who have privilege and went to school it's just veiled us this thing of like we're just here and we just want to say our things because not being able to say our things is part of fascism but it's literally bullshit the biggest point of contention for these people is that they can't be openly transphobic literally. so when this letter is published in Harper's Magazine, and you're looking through the list of people that have signed it, it's just an indication of people who are just getting mad at something that's never going to affect them. These people are never going to feel the social and the the, more so the economic repercussions of being canceled. And the shitty part is if you look through the Twitters of some of these people who have signed, they recognize that they say like, a lot of us are privileged and are going to suffer the 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 the, the backlash of being canceled. We just want to be able to say what we want to say. So it's it's this tone deaf plea to just be able to say whatever bullshit they want to say that's transphobic.
1: Yeah. Can I also just say that like this idea that there is like a monolith of decision making, right? Where like the reason I personally don't like the way cancel culture is framed is because if you have a morality and you know certain facts about people you should be able to decide yourself whether they are deserving of your attention time money like support etc do you know what i mean it's being like the way that it's being framed as a culture makes it seem like there is like a group of people going around like systematically like canceling people when in reality you like you as a human person should just be making like moral judgments about people's behavior because if they're doing immoral things you shouldn't associate with them like associate yourself with them if you think you're a moral person right
0: no absolutely there's no there's no like actual crusade going around actually hang on no i don't think i do know what you mean
1: (laughs) well that is what i'm saying is like there isn't this like monolithic crusade of people like these academics I think perceive this like again, like Internet crusade of people going around silencing other people, when in reality, that's not happening. Like J.K. Rowling didn't lose her platform at all uh, when she got canceled or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Okay. so them advocating to cancel cancel culture as this like defensive free speech is utter nonsense and completely ironic coming from people who like literally use their money to suppress free speech.
0: And these are people who, this is a point you made outside of this, but these are people who, it's not that they're misinformed. These are people who are consciously choosing to have these sorts of opinions as well.
1: Yes. I I just, I, I'm sorry. Like in this day and age, it's just crocodile tears to me. If you're saying you were ignorant and you're JK Rowling and you have access to the like best, most current information because you have so much money Access to more education than anybody could ever dream,
0: which makes you think of and uh, the other movements that celebrities put out, where like they'll sing two second snippets of Imagine in order to pat themselves on the back for realizing that something's wrong. Yeah. Meanwhile,
1: Gal Gadot is literally a member of the IDF. It's just sad because it's
0: the lengths people go through in order to pretend like they don't love their cushioned living is embarrassing. Just say you like being rich. It's fine. Yeah, and then redistribute it.
1: I've uh, I've talked about how I think you and I have had conversations about how discussing Israel and Palestine on a podcast is like like media suicide, you know. Um, Are
0: we about to have another Palestine moment?
1: No, like I I mean, in the sense that I'm gonna just talk about Palestine now. Go ahead. Because at this point, I think that um, if. Everything else we have discussed on our podcast isn't media suicide, then I don't know what is.
0: We come here to commit in the slightest, most real way possible without actually having to commit.
1: That being said, um... I have, I think we have some questions
0: from the audience.
1: Okay. This question comes from, uh, the Occupied Palestinian Territory.
0: And it asks, what's in your bag?
1: Okay, I have um, some safety pins, a AAA battery, um, hot sauce, boots.
0: Okay, and in my bag, I have a lighter just for, you know, everyday small or big arson needs. I have nasal spray just because it's always allergy season up in these sinus canals. Um, I have the marina and the diamond cd version of fruit just because i like the way she looks at me and i also have just all the
1: spoons go into your kitchen get a bunch of spoons and clatter them on your desk and i will cut like i will edit that audio in here um So on the topic of occupied Palestinian territory. Hold up, what? I said on the topic of occupied Palestinian territory, I think folks should really read um, uh, Image and Reality of the Israel-Palestine Conflict by Norman G. Finkelstein. Norman Finkelstein is like a Jewish man who is very critical of the state of Israel, though I don't think he's an anti-Zionist. Uh, so approach his work critically, but he does a really good job of exposing Israel's like crimes and violations of like multiple human rights um, uh, treaties and etc. Uh, and he's a historian. So
0: thank you for sharing that book with us, just because it's um something even I'm a bit ignorant about and
1: yeah, of um, course.
0: We need to know now more than ever because some tomfoolery is definitely happening.
1: 100%. Um, on that note, I, I want to pivot a little bit. This is going to be completely unnatural, but that's okay. Folks listening at home know a lot about what we think about the world, but they don't really know a lot about us. And I f- That's right. I wanted to take some time out of their day to talk about us.
0: Absolutely. And what be- better way than by asking, what's your sign? Cancer sun. Oh my god, Aries sun. This makes us a very interesting duo
1: because
0: it posits that you put up with a lot of um, emotional instability from my end.
1: While that's true, I think just as much as I put up with emotional instability, you put up with the same amount, if not more.
0: (laughs) I mean, the fire and the water of it all. Yeah. But it's good. Um, you have a very, a very soft, watery center. And I appreciate that about you. I am
1: always wet. Sopping. (laughs) Um, and you're always warm.
0: Yeah, I've, I, it always burns when I pee. It's so weird.
1: Oh my goodness. Uh, I know this clinic by uh, Santa Monica and San Vicente. I've seen you there a couple times.
0: Well, because after your ninth visit, you get one free.
1: Oh <laughs> Um, Drag Race Canada kind of rules. It does
0: right? rule. It 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 did. It had a a bit of a hokey pokey crafty runway show, but I really I appreciate I lived it. for it. It was great.
1: It reminds me of the old days of the original show. With
0: the the piss yellow filter?
1: No, not that old days. Like, newer than that, but old days still, you know? So not BCE
0: drag race? like 6th century Bianca Del Rio drag?
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Mm -hmm. It's fun to see homegrown talent and then listening to the American contemporaries discuss it on their various podcasts and YouTube channels.
1: That's also true.
0: It puts into perspective the quality of our drag. And I think, I don't, I don't think we have worse drag. I think our quality is a lot more homey and I would yeah. love to see the local representation.
1: I, me also. too. And the fact that RuPaul's not in it at all.
0: Oh. The best part is that there's absolutely no RuPaul.
1: yeah or or any of the judges, really, like the judges we have are so much more
0: I guess they were period. too busy they were too busy fracking, it's okay,
1: yeah, ooh, Ugh, that article on instinct magazine girl, which article oh, the fracking, <laughs> you set me up, I was trying to set you up. Uh, we quote, this is basically Bob the Drag Queen's podcast. I quote her so often.
0: Like Bob the Drag Queen, or as Bob the Drag Queen calls it, regular day drag.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you're an Aries.
0: I am an Aries. Um, it basically just means that I have to do everything first.
1: Mm-hmm um how what does aries say about like your interactions with other people so i believe your mercury is what guides that right so
0: mercury uh my mercury is in aries um and that's like your communication um mm-hmm. sign my mars is also in aries that's also like your action sign and the the like the fire that like propels you so um sure. There's a lot of Aries and a lot of um, important places. And does it give one a superiority complex? Absolutely. Just because it's unfounded doesn't mean I'm going to stop believing in it. Definitely not.
1: Yeah. So my Mercury is in Leo, which characterizes me as, in communication, I am persuasive, idealistic, and bold. What would you say?
0: Um, you're definitely persuasive because I believe you're the one who turned me into an anarchist. Okay. Um, let me tell you where my, what my Mercury traits say.
1: Um, and if, if we're talking about our like action and communication, then I'm, my Mars is in Gemini, which means that I assert myself in a way that is quick and heady and I push things forward with lots of energy, though sometimes without focus.
0: That's that's kind of just astrology reading you for your ADHD, isn't I it? I think
1: that's true. But I think that is true about me in the sense that like I will sort of just like um, assert an idea and like because I'm not focusing on it too much, I'm just focusing on asserting it, there will be like obvious holes in it that I will miss sometimes. That is something I am known to do.
0: It's never a bad time when there are more holes. Oh my goodness. So as far as Mars goes, um, it's me- it says that I assert myself in a way that is to the point and impulsive. Mm. Um, which I think is true, considering that Mars rules ambitiousness.
1: What is this rising I keep hearing about? Because I don't know anything about it. The
0: rising is your public presentation. So it's the performance you put on. Okay. What's your rising?
1: Aquarius. Okay. Meaning I I come across as broad-minded, intellectual, and prone to abstraction.
0: I think that's definitely accurate because you're a very creative, different thinking type of person.
1: I think prone to abstraction is accurate in that I will, I I am prone to just like break things down into nothing. (laughs)
0: I think the abstraction just comes from all of your like, general, like Cancer, Aquarian, Gemini. What's your moon?
1: Uh, Scorpio, I believe.
0: Okay. You're just all have,
1: over the place.
0: You have a very creative energy. Like aqua- mm-hmm. uh, Aquarian, Aquarians and Geminis are the smartest of the signs, I think. Geminis are very technically aware, and the Aquarians are complete mold breakers and then cancers are the most psychic of the science and i know and i know how you feel about all that but
1: there's a lot of belief in being able to tell the future
0: there's a lot of um energies that blend together into analytics it makes you a very perceptive person um you pick up on i think you pick up well on the people around you and you can kind of
1: I want to clear clarify something I said uh, because I said that I don't believe in like the idea that anyone can tell the future and I want to explain that a little bit Uh, and it's because my understanding and like my understanding of the concept of the flow of time leads me to believe that no one could possibly tell the future right like there are two things that I sort of believe to be true about time. I don't know that they are, but nobody does. Um, And it is that time is cyclical in nature, uh, not linear, and that uh, time is infinite and branching. And so this idea that like, I don't believe that people can tell the future because I think there are so many possibilities that if someone claiming to tell me the future came up to me, I, I would literally say that is one of infinite possibilities. And so like, there is no reason for me to believe this.
0: Absolutely, no, I, um, I, I, I'm, I've, I've dabbled in like the tarot readings and I like reading about astrology and knowing what my science is because it's a very fun game. I think it's just, it, it it beats having to read like boring tabloids, I think. I'm, I'm obsessed with no one more than myself. And I think this is the way to take it to the most extreme. It's just kind of like assuming that you were the center of your own universe when you were born. And that because you're made of everything that the universe is made of, every energy is like at work with each other. So... As much as you think you have free will, there's always kind of like this underlying tone of fate beneath everything you do because you can't escape the like cosmic ties you're tied to. And I think that's great. Um, that being said, I don't think anyone can really like to a T predict what's going to happen. I appreciate someone who's like willing to think about it and perceive me because God knows I hate being perceived. Um, you know, for the sake of telling me a story about myself. You've never done a tarot reading, correct? I have. Okay, because, so, like, you know that to to its largest effect, there's really never a negative outcome. Like, no one's ever really, like, if someone's doing a proper tarot reading for you, no one's ever going to tell you, like, do this this or this otherwise this this or that's gonna happen
1: that's true it's
0: always it's always i think they just serve a very fun reminder to like sit a person down and be like hey here's a story that might be allegorical or metaphorical for you and Mm -hmm. as we follow the path of the fool or the hangman look at the outcome and generally it's usually open-ended and you're always creating a self-fulfilling prophecy by like choosing to listen to this story as told by cards yeah but the point of it is always just to kind of say, this is the person you are, what you've done and what that's gonna do. But there's always, whenever you walk away from it, there's always like, or you should walk away from it with a sense of responsibility that if you want a positive outcome, then you have to work for it in a certain way. And that's where it gets you. Cause I think ultimately people just wanna hear that at the end of the day, it's gonna be okay because the universe sets so. up. I think we're lazy and we like being told what to do without necessarily being told that we have to do it. So astrology will
1: do that for you. I think it's important to remember that like, like I just as I can't prove that the universe is a pool of infinite chaos that is not governed by any specific rules, right? Like I can't prove any of that. And so I think going at each other's throats about topics like this as long as people aren't hurting each other is like kind of a waste of time uh which is why like when people shit on people for like liking astrology which is something i've been guilty of in the past of doing it's just such a waste of everyone's time and it's time and energy you could spend shitting on rich people or landlords or the police, or people who deserve your malice, you know?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. If, like, if you really want to believe in it so much, like, just keep it in the back of your head and realize that you literally do have the power, love. So shit on rich people and abolish the police. And the universe will put you on your path to karma if you really wanted to. Hey, can I pivot real quick?
1: Yeah, what's up? What do you want to
0: Okay, just because um, I think I need to call some sort of like post secondary institution because I'm pretty sure I've done my time in acquiring like a psychology degree for the amount of oh. free therapy that I've been doing.
1: Oh, okay, get into it.
0: Just because I've I've now determined that I think I think the average man is capable of understanding emotion. Um, because
1: average,
0: like, well. Yeah. Uh Like on Grindr, a lot of the times what happens is that people will like message you and make all these um, big assumptions and big promises of like, what exactly that they're going to do to you and when. And then for some reason, they'll send you the message that says, oh, wait, you're in an open relationship. Because then I feel the pressure and responsibility to be the ambassador for all non-monogamous sex havers and make sure that that person walks away completely converted. And it's exhausting and I know I shouldn't do it because I don't have to speak for everyone, but it just boggles my mind that either it's a concept that can't be grasped or that it's a concept that's easily grasped but people just don't want to make a change in their
1: lives. Do you get shit for it?
0: I don't get shit for it. Not that much. And sometimes I kind of wish I would because I'm always down to have a fight. Um, mostly people just are confused by how two people in a relationship can uh, not be jealous because the other person and vice versa can sometimes go off and have sex with someone else because that's saw that in my contract that's all that happens well
1: it must be exhausting dealing with like emotionally immature people who get jealous at the idea of their partner being interested in literally anybody else but them
0: yeah and that's not and that's kind of where i have to draw the line because that's not something i'm that's not a conversion therapy i'm qualified to perform um and it's not something that everyone has to go through so if you hear that and you don't feel inclined to question judge or shame someone in 140 characters or less then good for you and that's okay that you and your partner don't have to do that but i think there's people that have a lot of like unprocessed attachment issues and i'm not going to cast the first stone because that was definitely me but um once you bust down those walls it's a whole new world because if you're going to break up with someone, it's going to happen regardless of whether or not you're in an open relationship. If you're monogamous, it means it means it's just going to take longer because one of you is probably going to have to shoot on the other. That being said, I am now charging by the character. Um, if you want to schedule like an ongoing chat sesh, um, slide in the
1: DM. You do have to be within a few kilometers of you because otherwise Grinder won't pick it up.
0: Exactly. I don't have premium, so just we'll figure something out. Move to Toronto um, for uh, a discounted rate. If you top me, um, I want to get into the open face sandwiches. Just like at the spot, to be honest.
1: I I just like are they that funny? <laughs> like we were mad about how not funny it is
0: just um we have a question from a listener named Rome E Maine um what is your preferred sandwich or bread vehicle for a variety of condiments and or meats
1: Borger. i like um, burger how about I like,
0: you? I like i like i i also like vegetarian war.
1: Um, oh, that's right. You're a vegetarian. A Have you ever had an open-faced vegetarian sandwich?
0: Um, yes, thanks to you, goddammit, with the audacity of bringing your horrible, horrible meal kit into my own home.
1: Um, oh, oh, you're talking about the open-faced vegetarian sandwiches that we had that were just like at the spa. Yeah.
0: Okay, this is a direct call-out post for at Chef Cookit or whoever the hell you are. Um, the pre- the the premise for this is literally uh, a, a meal kit was delivered to to your house and you brought it to mine and the the the, the instructions were titled open face vegetarian sandwiches fine perfect love it i know exactly what that is you tell me what an open face vegetarian sandwich is and i can easily conceptualize that but this meal kit recipe number 9 was for open-faced vegetarian sandwiches, just like at the spa.
1: The addition of one single adjective phrase caused us to lose our collective minds.
0: For what was probably three hours, but felt like 18 days. Because I just want to know, which spa?
1: Where? I'm less on your crusade about which spa, and more on your crusade about like if you've ever been to a spa, please write in. Like I literally don't think I could ever like pinpoint a memory where it was like I was at a spa.
0: What makes me the maddest is that is that there is a a a a PR department out there that thought, oh yeah, we're gonna make these sandwiches and we're gonna give them the ingredients to make these sandwiches, and when they make them these bitches are going to look at them, they're going to be like, oh shit, these are open-faced vegetarian sandwiches just just like at the spot. Like, this is who it's targeted to, but I'm not sure that these people exist. And if they exist...
1: We have to eat them.
0: Like, because what this meal kit made me realize, and this is not a shame on people who who, who buy meal kits, like you overspend on groceries the way you want to, um, but it is essentially a bag filled with random scraps from the pantry that I would already have in my home which goes to say that if you have random scraps of food if you put that in individual ziploc bags you've got yourself an Instagram meal service business and someone will buy that shit on the pretext that it will look exactly like the fucking open-faced vegetarian sandwich they had at this one spot sometime because apparently there's people that think like that.
1: On that note, girl, do you mind if I go make some open-faced vegetarian sandwiches that will surely be just like at the spa?
0: I, you better share.